What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hello, folks. This is Princess. You are listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share with your friends. Well, thank you for that introduction, Princess. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Divine Council, Strange Spiritual Creatures, and the Bible. All right, everybody, let's give a shout out to Ben Bullock for producing the entry music to this podcast episode. We love your work, Ben. We thank you so much for what you do and for contributing to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. are now considered to be a dispensation of government and freedom has never been so fragile so close to slipping from our grasp as it is at this moment well i think it's time we ask ourselves if we still know the freedoms that were intended for us by the founding fathers this document this collection of documents you have in your lab the bible is incredible and you can demonstrate that it is of extraterrestrial origin its origin is from outside our time domain. Wars are numbers of wars, famines, earthquakes in diverse places, pestilence, signs in the heavens. It's all happening in my opinion. God is always just in his actions, even if he's not understood by us. Well, we know Isaiah 55 says, For God's ways are not our ways, neither are his thoughts our thoughts. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are his thoughts than our thoughts and his ways than our ways. God has taken his place in the divine council. In the midst of the gods, he holds judgment. Psalms 82.1 The term divine council is used by Hebrew and Semitic scholars to refer to the heavenly hosts, the pantheon of divine beings who administer the affairs of the cosmos. Strangely enough, if we take the time to look, most ancient cultures depict a divine council. The relaying of messages from the cosmos to the earth is a normal concept to the ancient. It doesn't really matter what continent you look on. If you look back and see what was recorded, the Bible was written by ancient people with ancient worldviews to other ancient people who shared those ancient worldviews. We can't try to fit our modern hermeneutical approach to the ancient text and think that we're going to have it all figured out. I believe the Bible means what it says and says what it means. The hard part is going to be you taking the time to read this text, to read the scriptures, to study, and show yourself well approved. To seek, to look, to turn over every rock, leave nothing unturned. Get in it and study it. This one time, a guy said to me, I don't know why you guys study the Bible every week. Just read it and be done with it. And I thought, that's such a worldly, <laughs> that's such a worldly way of viewing what I do. I mean, it was a low blow to me. In between the lines, I knew exactly what he was saying. I study the Word of God because I believe it is the living, breathing Word of God. I love when strange things happen in the Word of God. Like Genesis 6-4. Fallen angels who take the daughters of Adam and give birth to a hybrid race. 
That is in your Bible. I don't know why more people aren't talking about that. But when there's something strange in the Word of God, it is good. It means investigate me. Look deeper. Develop a lens to be able to see these webbings and weavings of amazing truths that are right there in front of us. Most people look at it and just think it's some ancient story that has no relevancy today and it has no gain. This couldn't be further from the truth. Listen, God says a broken and a contrite spirit he has never rejected. We need to humble ourselves and we need to study our Bibles and ask questions. The Bible will be there at the end of the day. It is not going to disappear if you ask some really hard questions. A lot of people are looking for answers. There's a million messages and a million signals being sent. And people are looking for answers. They're looking to fill themselves with something that they can stand on and believe. I see people flocking to ancient aliens, ghosts, paranormal. I mean, our culture is fascinated with these phenomenons, near-death experiences, conspiracies. I mean, just look at the, the movies and the superheroes, vampires, artificial intelligence, the mutants. Why? They constitute an alternative to the theism and Christianity. Of, I mean, science fiction and the paranormal capture the imagination by offering their own means to divinity and a glimpse into other realities. Space is heaven without the biblical God, and this is what we think is in there. The paranormal offers an escape. They try to build the boundaries of the spiritual world without centralized authority. And for some people, this satisfies the, the yearning to know what's really going on, just to hear something transcendent to the destiny of becoming more than human, whether by modifying our bodies, transhumanism, or evolving with supernatural assistance. This isn't good in the eyes of our creator. People are still looking for the very lie. Surely you won't die, the Nakash, the serpent says to Eve. You'll be like gods. We were already made in the image of God. We're still chasing the very same lie that we originally fell against. Look, we got to be able to wrap our heads around the fact that many of us are still falling for the very same lie that originated in the garden. You will be as gods. And rather than belittling people who reject Christianity in favor of these new religions and denying someone's experience, my goal is to help people consider that perhaps the problem isn't the Bible, but the inside the box or your head in the sand thinking that often characterizes Christian approaches to these subjects. I'm not opposed to denominations, but I am opposed to denominational preferences to filter the Bible. These selective and historically conditioned contexts and resources available to their formulations, and often it is agenda-driven. I'm more concerned with what the text says, and I believe the right context for interpreting the Bible is the context that produced it, the worldview and the cognitive frame of reference of the biblical writers. And if you're asking yourself, how do you arrive at a place like that? Strip everything out of the way that you've learned and open up your Bible, read your Bible, understand that there is a heavenly host. There's a spiritual world. There are creatures that operate in that world that also have limitations. Unlike our own, we're limited here in the physical world. We're aware of what our capabilities are to some extent, and we maneuver within our realm of capability. When we wrap our heads around the fact that there's a spiritual world on the other side, and there's a select set of skills, movements, operations, messages, things that they embody, inhabit, and do, 
then we'll be able to understand what the ancient writers of the Bible understood. We are currently living in the temporary and fuzzy world, the uncertain and ever-changing world. Most people think of the spiritual world as like that channel on the TV when you hit the wrong button when you're trying to plug in your Xbox One and it goes and gets all fuzzy. People think that's what the spiritual world is like. I'm telling you the spiritual world is the crisp and clean and clear and eternal realm. And the one that we live in right now is temporary. It's changing all the time. It is not permanent. It has boundaries. It can be manipulated. And it's been created. Let me ask you a question. Do you think the only time mankind fell was in the garden in Genesis when they ate the forbidden fruit? Do you think that's the only time we fell? What about Genesis 6, 1 through 4? What about Genesis 11, Deuteronomy 32? Listen, we fall every single day still. We were wonderfully and fearfully created, but we fall every single day when we reject the fact that we are who he says we are and that the price that's been paid for us, we disregard and toss to the side. We gotta be able to look at things differently. The old model is not working out. Thank you to those of you who have listened this far through my crazy ranting. Sometimes I just gotta say this stuff on record. Then I saw another angel flying in the midair, and he had the eternal gospel to proclaim to those who live on the earth, to every nation, every tribe, language, and people. That's Revelation 14:6. Job 4:15 through 18. This is bizarre. A spirit glided past my face, and the hair on my body stood on end. It stopped. But I could not tell what it was. A form stood before my eyes, and I heard a hushed voice. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can even a strong man be more pure than his maker? Whoa. Isaiah 14, 12-14 How you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. Have you been cast down to the earth? You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, I shall ascend to the heavens, I will rise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit enthroned on the mount of the assembly to the utmost height of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds, and I will make myself like the most high. That's crazy. We all know who that's talking about. And if you don't, it's the devil. Jude 1.6 And the angel who did not keep their positions of authority but abandoned their proper dwelling, these he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains for judgment on the great day. I mean, wow, that's just a couple Bible verses. I don't ever hear that kind of stuff being talked about, but it's in the Bible, and I think we should be reading and talking about this together. More now than ever. This is your host, Rodney J coming to you from hostile territory in southeastern Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening to the Millennial Mustard Seed Podcast. Hey, what are you still doing here? The episode's over. I'll tell you what, share this with a friend. 